In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Hey everybody, you marvelous monsters. Welcome back to another issue of Marvel Canon Madness. We are coming at you live with another review. Got some news, got some what if to talk about, but uh, we won't waste more time. We'll get right into it. We'll bring in the co host. We got Roy as always. How's it going? Eh, not too bad. Yourself? Pretty good. Good, good. Did I feel you like, like we're missing somebody. Episode? I'm what? sorry. Oh, no. Did you like the new episodes? We'll get into that. <laughs> It's never an easy answer. So let's go ahead and bring in Josh. We're, the crew's not complete without him. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, good. Very um, nonchalant. Yeah, I, uh, I like the- my voice is kind of messed up today because I, I went to a concert last night, and hmm. um, it was the first concert I've been to in a couple years, and it was a lot of fun, and I screamed a lot, and. Um, my voice and neck and back are very tired. <laughs> my neck, my neck and my back. Well, that sounds pretty irresponsible, but I uh, hope you had fun. <laughs> I wore a mask. <laughs> oh, no, I just meant because you had to come on the podcast today. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I at least got to watch What If, and uh, I was very excited. I, I really liked these two episodes oh. that we had. Good, good. A nice, easy answer. Cool, cool. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll talk some news. We'll talk some what if. We're going to come at you next week with some Shang-Chi. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, do you guys have any shout outs to get out of the way first? Mm, I'll give a, a shout out to Let's Play with the Devil over on Twitch. Uh, he goes by Asmo. He's a great variety streamer. Uh, I might be doing some kind of project with him coming up. Maybe we're still in the works and the talks, but everything's looking positive. Uh, definitely, a, definitely a great watch if you get a chance. Just stop on by, say hello, and you know, spend a little bit of time with him. You'll you'll love him. <laughs> right on, right on. I'll have to do that. Um, I I have one. Um, I'm interviewing the podcast Made You a Mixtape tomorrow. Um, that episode will drop next Thursday on the TMA Network. Um, it's a pretty fun little podcast, so I'm, I'm excited to talk to him about about Made You a Mixtape. So you know, check check them out. Made You a Mixtape podcast. Just search search that, and you'll find them. But this this season of TMA is a little more music oriented, I think. Um, as far as what's going on, there's a couple other random, random things, but yeah, as far as most of the interviews, it's going to be musical. Cool. Yeah. That's always fun. Like I, I like your little interviews. They, uh, pretty entertaining. They can be the, uh, the, uh, the flash or the, the lightning rounds 
are the funnest part of those. So. For sure. I always <laughs> like, you know, hearing stories about the bands and like what got them together and all that kind of stuff. So uh, to me, that's, that's probably my favorite part about hearing podcasts with bands and music and all that is what their music means to them and like how they came together and you know, how it's made them stronger. It's almost like they're a D and D party of bars. <laughs> I never All thought of that party. Way, that would be a, it'd be a pretty fun game to play a band, <laughs> a touring band. Every character is a bard. Because bards are so like so specializable, like they could all have their own unique roles, like fill each niche that you need while still being a bard. And it would you actually mean, be a like most mean party. Band, band members. Yeah, exactly, dude. All that bardic yeah. music would be so nasty. A lot of buffs. Our very own Josh knows a little bit about that. I mean, drums, guitar, singing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> that was a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> In a what yeah. if, very far, far away. <laughs> Speaking of what if, should we uh, should we talk what if before news? No, we should probably talk news before what if, because what if will be a pretty big discussion. I feel like, and that's the meat of this whole show, right? That Absolutely, is. I but, and if so. And just to, to shout out anyone that's in the show right now watching, thank you for hanging out with us while we're live. Anyone listening to the podcast, make sure to check us out every Wednesday. Not every Wednesday, but most Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We go live. Um, usually it's every other week, but on the special occasions, like when a movie comes out or there's a cool series going on, we'll do consecutive weeks. But for the most part, it's every other Wednesday. Check out the Facebook page and uh, the Twitter page at MCM underscore pod for all that information. Exactly. Yeah. Um, News-wise, I don't have a lot. I know Roy had uh, sent out a, a thing. It was a Marvel Comics reveal. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, I actually lowered it. Um but they did have, let me zoom in here a little bit and you can share my screen if you wish. Mm -hmm. uh, Marvel Comics has released eight new like kind of headliners. Um, whether they're actually going to be the titles or not, we're not entirely sure yet. But I feel like each one coincides with what we're doing in the cinematic universe right now. Because Devil's Reign is a story about Wilson Fisk, and we know he is returning uh, in some future Disney Plus uh, shows. We also know that Charlie Cox is potentially in No Way Home. That's the rumor. So, That's his lawyer. And then Avengers Forever. Uh, that one's kind of up in the air. That could be any number of things, but with what if it could be a spinoff of maybe the T'Challa star Lord and other characters being their own version of the Avengers. Um, timeless is simply a story that deals with the different timelines of Kang, the conqueror, I believe is what it said. And then okay. you can see that we're getting some, 
Wolverine, which is kind of big, you know, because Hold up. like like new Wolverine stories. Is that what this is all about here? I, you know, I don't know. Um, we can what, birth, birth of Wolverine and death Wolverine. Oh, X. So where is it? It's right here. House of X and powers of X usher in the first Krug Cohen age of the X-Men. Now Marvel Comics X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine will test the best there is at what he does before any mutant can survive to the second Krakoan age. Um, Benjamin Percy, Joshua Kassara, and Federico Vincentini. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering names. Yeah, uh, we'll tell two interlocked tales about what happens to Wolverine when his past meets his future. Again, with the breaking oh, of the timelines right now, yeah. I feel like the cinematic universe and the comics are kind of blending. So that's what this sounded like. That's interesting. That because I mean, you got the She Hulk too, um, and that's a show coming out. Yeah, Fantastic Four Reckoning War is kind of a big deal. I feel like if if this is correlating with the movies then that is probably the the biggest deal out yeah. of all of these right yeah the last one being moon girl and devil dinosaur um i know we're getting moon knight i'm not too familiar with moon girl they are not related <laughs> okay so i don't know i mean you think they'll uh, make them related in the mcu like moon knight gets killed and then moon girl his daughter I takes don't over? think so because like this, from the sound of it, it's uh, Lunella Lafayette and her lovable 20-foot dinosaur are back in the Marvel comics as Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Huh. But what shape will their partnership take in the this exciting new era? Um, it could, it's a, bound to be a big adventure. Is, it, is that the Runaways character? No. She's like a really young... She's like a really young girl. Um, she's a she's an inhuman. So like, oh okay, yeah. So I'm I'm not super up on no, that's that's what she right does. There. But like her and the devil dinosaur hang out. Mm. <laughs> I don't okay. know. She's oh, pretty I popular. Have seen her. Yeah, she's pretty popular. She's like becoming popular uh, over the last like decade or so. She's definitely had an uptick in popularity. I haven't really hmm. read much with her in it, though. She has a giant red dinosaur who she can switch brains with. Whoa. That's that's a new power. I, okay. I don't think I've ever heard of well, you something like that. Brains? That's pretty cool. I might have to check this series out. That's interesting. Yeah. She does it. Yeah, she does have her own, like, series already. Uh, there's already, like, one or two runs of moon girl and devil dinosaur but uh yeah that new one's probably gonna be pretty decent mm -hmm. i don't know That's if they're necessarily gonna line up with the mcu though they usually don't do that that would be a big pivot for them it's it's just a really big coincidence that all of the titles that they're putting out seem to have some kind of lineup and it could just be promotional too so. Well, I wonder if it has something to do with like Star Wars did the same thing. They did the road to or journey to the Force Awakens and journey to the Last Jedi, and it was like 
comics and books that would lead up to those movies. I wonder mm. if, this is, if they're kind of taking that because it it was really successful for Star Wars. Like they sold a lot of um, books and comics that way. But true, and and I know that like comics is kind of a dying thing. I guess not like not digitally, but like you know if they're trying to sell more books physically, then it, it could be a good way to do it. But and me. this this wouldn't be the first time that real world movies have shown up in Marvel. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man a while back did something with this where the Sam Raimi Spider-Man um, with Tobey Maguire was in the comics. Sam Raimi was in the comics. So was Tobey Maguire. And what they ended up doing is the fight scene between him and Doc, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and Doc Ock is the fights that they used for the movie because they crashed the set and they just started filming the fight between Spider-Man and Doc Ock. And that was supposedly the fights that we got in Spider-Man 2. That's funny. So, you know, and it was a big huff because that was, that was just before Venom in Ultimate Spider-Man. So Peter was already kind of teen angst, like why ain't I getting paid for, you know, Marvel Studios using my likeness. Right. And it's because you're a masked vigilante. You have no rights because you're not a person. You have no identity. Now, if you claim and show us who you are, we can set you up with a lawyer and we can work out a deal. Right. <laughs> but speaking of Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man news, Tom Holland uh, celebrates Zendaya's birthday with Spider-Man image. Um, that just confirms that Tom Holland and Z Zendaya are together. Good for them. Congratulations. But in other Spider-Man news, people have debunked, or not debunked, but like found found out that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are actually in this movie. And it's like we said when we did the review of that trailer, they're editing things out. They're editing certain things mm -hmm. to make it look different in the trailers. For instance... Um, I don't have the picture pulled up right now, but there is a comparison picture of Peter of Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Um, at the very end of that trailer, he's on the cab and he's wearing a suit. Well, that suit is the exact same suit that Tobey Maguire is wearing in Spider-Man three. Mm -hmm. And so if you swapped heads, like they can actually do, they absolutely, I mean, the Avengers infinity war commercial or, preview had hulk running in in uh wakanda and we all know that the hulk never showed up so they can do things like that and it also would make sense why doc ock would recognize that peter parker because it's actually toby mcguire in that suit Got yep. him. so i um, i feel like there was a another way that this was all debunked lately too uh, J.B. Smoove, uh, the actor who played one of the coaches or teachers on the field trips. Um, the one that had said that it's all witches. It's witchcraft, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he did a interview on one of the red carpets at one of these uh, showings. And I think one of the reporters got him by asking a question he wasn't expecting and he answered it 
and we do have a video of that. Uh, right so here. I'm going to play it real quick for you guys. Now, the first part, he is talking about Jamie Foxx. The second part, pay real You'll close see. attention to what exactly what he says. Coming back, baby. Come on. What's up, Jamie? That's my dude right there. That's my dude right there, man. I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. And last question I have for you. Which Spider-Man were you excited to see Tom Holland share the screen with? Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield? Woo! Tom Maguire, of course, man. All right, there you go. Thank you so much, JB. Of course, man. Jimmy. Hold up. Hold up. Did he... He he completely acknowledges. I don't think there was confusion there. He goes, oh, uh, yo, Toby Maguire all the way. And the question was phrased, which Spider-Man were you excited to see Tom Holland share the screen with? <laughs> got. He got got. He's not getting <laughs> part of his paycheck, that's for sure. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. No. If he signed an NDA at all, it's... Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I, think I don't you think he's that. returning for Spider-Man Four or any future Marvel movies. Yeah, probably not. I mean, just like we've talked about this before, where um, they do contracts now where you have to make it to the release of the movie without giving any spoilers to get your full pay. Yeah, like they did that to Mark Hamill, and it seemed to work out pretty well. And so they've done that with a lot of different actors as well. And they've got <laughs> they probably just giving false scripts to people yeah they probably went right to tom holland we're like hey do you want to renegotiate all of your contracts he was like no because <laughs> he probably didn't have that big of a clause in him before no i mean they should have the kid was like 17 when he got cast like they should have had some sort of clause in there he yeah right. he probably had a lawyer looking at it and the lawyer was like we can we don't want to renegotiate at this point because that puts you in a whole lot more stressful situation if you mess up <laughs> yeah i imagine they had it like i don't know i imagine they had him under an nda or whatever for like the first appearance in civil war but, oh um, yeah well they started like, i don't know cuz uh, when he cuz when he revealed the title of endgame like that was that was a pretty big mess up like he was it was pretty like <laughs> the video that's when about... he realizes it. He's like, oh! <laughs> I, I think that's about the time that he uh, he started getting chaperoned to all the interviews. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, you're going with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, I can't say his name to save my life. His Cumberbatch, Cucumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch. Great actor. <laughs> um, might need a better stage name. Uh, no way. <laughs> You're wrong. I don't know what else to say about that, but I mean, seriously, JB Smooth just let it all out. Real smooth. <laughs> yeah. Real smooth. Yeah, they they did a pretty good job keeping a lot of this under wraps, but like it's been too long. It's it's time to People the floodgates are, are to... bursting now. Yep. Yeah. I was I was kind of upset with how how much the Spider-Man trailer, because it got leaked, did overshadow all of Sh Shang-Chi. Because I feel like Shang-Chi is going to be an amazing movie. I'm so excited for this weekend because I'm going to go see it. Um, I'm thinking I'm either going to take my boy or I'm going to try and get Chip to go with me. But, you know, I am I might go see it twice. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna go, see go see it. I'm gonna probably go see it Saturday, Saturday sometime. Once opening night and once uh, Tuesday for five dollar movies. I'm Ooh. yeah, I'm disappointed though. I I really wish that I gotta watch it at home on that Disney Plus, but uh yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll go see it in the theater, but uh I really enjoy being able to pause and rewind. Ugh. So you, you, you just have to you just times. have to break into the audio and video room. Just bring my hand cam, you know. How do you guys think this movie's gonna fare as far as like earnings? You think it's gonna make I I think it's gonna be the least um profitable Marvel movie to release just because of how they're doing it because they're not doing it on Disney Plus. It's only theaters and with the COVID thing starting to kind of come back around. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do as horribly as people think it will. And the big reason behind that is people are ready and they want to get out of their houses. So especially for Marvel fans, I mean, they still might, they're probably going to wear a mask in the theater, which is smart, but I foresee people going out. I mean, they want to, they want to go out and do events again. So, yeah, it should be, and it'll be fun too. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go. I haven't missed a Marvel movie in the theaters since, yeah, ever. I haven't <laughs> missed one. Maybe, I mean, uh, I... maybe, maybe one of the original ones. I don't think I saw the second Iron Man in theaters, but that, that might have been it. I think I skipped the theater for. Did I? I don't know. I think I. Uh... Yeah, no, I think I. Yeah, I've seen them all in the theater so far, except for Black Hulk. Widow. I guess I didn't see The Incredible Hulk in the theater either. Oh, I saw Edward Norton in theaters. I did not see that one. That one was. Uh, I just didn't really care that much. I Honestly, I, I think the theaters made that movie a lot better than it was when I watched it on TV. Oh, probably. Oh, I think I think the one I didn't see was the uh, Eric Bana Incredible Hulk. That one I didn't see in oh, theaters. Just Hulk. Yeah, there there so, was no Incredible. It was just Hulk. Yeah, it wasn't even worth the Incredible. <laughs> it's pretty lackluster. The lackluster Hulk. Yeah. Speaking of lackluster, those new, that news is pretty lackluster. But that's all I got. Yeah, it's pretty much all I had as well. Like not, I don't know. JB um, Smooth, I, pretty big news I mean, that, to me. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal. Um, I wanted to combine our what have we been reading with just what have we been playing because I know all of us have been playing this new game. And Chip, why don't you tell us about this game that we've been playing on our phones like Mad Men? Oh, man. So I feel like you're talking about Marvel Future Revolution. Um uh, Yes, we've been playing it on mobile. Um, mad fun! It's a, uh, it's like a little, it's like a little WoW clone. So it plays a lot like WoW or Diablo, very Diablo slash WoW. Um, kind of like a merger of the two, almost. Uh, very expansive uh, upgrade system. So like, your character gets customized a lot. Uh, different builds you can do. There's PvP. It's PVE, a uh, hundred levels right now is the cap um, per character, right? Because you can choose a certain amount of characters and you level them all up that like 
per character yeah yeah and it is free to play but like you know it's freemium so if you want to shell out money you can more power to you there's already um, whales on that thing for sure oh yeah there are like, yeah yeah there's a couple on our and... server in fact that are actually like pretty <laughs> pretty for, big yeah. first day i saw like a level 60 something spider-man he was wearing almost the entire set of the the oriental set and that's yeah money. That, that's all money yeah yeah for sure it's yeah, either that or unless it, was a, unless it was a beta player because they did have testers for this game too mm -hmm. and, if they and those dudes got really them. big uh they got really big redemption rewards when they because they needed to over see to how everything real. worked, right? Mm -hmm. And like, they wanted, yep. yeah. So I think, I think a lot of those whales might be beta players too. But there's obviously new players that have already dropped so much cash. For sure, for sure. Um, that's fun. I haven't, I haven't shelled out money yet. I feel like I might pay the, what is it, four bucks for the lowest the month. Yeah, season pass or whatever. Yeah. So I think I might do that. I've been playing it enough. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's addicting. Nice little autoplay feature, so you don't actually have to like be staring Come down on, manually man. playing. You can just let it run through a quest and tap to redeem it and stuff. So yeah, yeah there's certain I'm... quests that you don't want to auto, though. I, I realize that. No, boss yeah. fights are really hard if you're autoing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, I'm playing a storm. There's uh, eight characters so far. You start off with four slots, and then uh, you can get you can get the real money currency just by playing, and then you unlock mm -hmm. more slots for the rest of the characters. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm but like playing you said, a storm. It is, it is a free to play game, so yeah. even though you know you stick with one character forever, but there's eventually an end to that character, kind of where you can't get them more maxed out and then you have to start over with another character and right yeah so and um huge the, com the company that produces the game is net marble uh i've played a couple of their other mobile games and they do pretty good with their free-to-play systems handing out rewards compensation during uh during like maintenance and all that kind of stuff so i'm not i'm not saying net marble sponsor us but hey we're here we're giving you a, a review yeah and uh <laughs> use the code chip was wrong 10 percent off in-game purchase chip's never wrong so we know that's uh, kind of welcome jesse to the chat thanks for stopping in um yeah the i don't know i've been super addicted to this game so mm -hmm. far like and I'll be playing Call of Duty or something and just do the autoplay on this. You know, just like turn it on, do some autoplay. When I get to a boss, maybe go out and smoke or something. Like it's just, it's taken over my soul just like a WoW or Diablo would, I feel like. Who's your uh, main character? Doctor Strange. Nice. He does a lot of he's, DPS. He's, uh, he's pretty badass. Pretty um, top tier. Yeah, I like him a lot. And I like my little outfit for him. It's like a black and red. It's pretty tight. That's what's up. I already know that uh, Roy's plan is uh, Star-Lord. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm playing as Spider-Man. I already got the black and gold suit. That's the way to be. <laughs> nice. 
we are all on the same server too so if anyone out there gets that game and wants to bump up on our server hit us up on twitter and we'll let you know what it is yep yeah there's a there's a lot of different a lot of different servers and if you get on the wrong one then you have to basically start over again so yeah sure we learned gonna, that the hard way yeah if you're gonna play this with friends and stuff make sure that you know where they are because you don't want to like get halfway through a character and then be like oh shit i need to go restart just to add my friend so yeah yeah that, that was, would like, be tedious i wonder if they'll ever change that because i feel like that could be a pretty big complaint you know oh well, back in the day like i imagine they will eventually they'll probably let you do uh server server transfers yeah. uh for real money because this so. is the way yeah but yeah, Marvel Future Rev Revolutions. It's a yeah. multiversal game. All this multiverse stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, and the mobile platform is no exception. So it is a lot of fun. Check it out. Yeah, there's definitely going to be more characters too. It's uh, it's very similar to this game, Marvel Heroes, that was on like PC. Mm. Very similar to that game. Uh, and by the time that game ended... Uh, there was like 40 playable characters. Uh, wow. Okay. So I imagine give us a couple months. They're going to be releasing new characters. We'll probably get Deadpool as a character. We'll get Wolverine as a character. All the big tent poles you're definitely going to get yeah. to play as. Um, yeah. I mean, just wait. After a while, they'll start giving us villains. You'll be able to play <laughs> as like Venom and Green Goblin and all that jazz. Cool. It sounds good to me, man. I I've been I've been playing this Star Wars mobile game for six years now, and uh, it's probably time to switch it up a little bit. Is that the Galaxy of Heroes? Yep. Yep. That's what's up. I I'm, I've played it so long that I'm now a whale, so it's it's kind of <laughs> hard to let it go because you know I'm kind of a big deal in my guild. <laughs> <laughs> Your daily login rewards are bigger than like three players' entire bank combined. Dude, the my stash of items that I have right now is ridiculous because I don't really have to work on much. I have a, you know, at, at the beginning you're like trying to get everything leveled up, but now I'm like I have three characters that I need to level, so I'm just stacking all this other stuff. So when you get new characters, I can just basically max them out immediately. <laughs> yeah, and that and it's. Uh... It's kind of interesting the way that the progression goes. Uh, there's like your character level and then there's your squad level. And your squad level, I don't even know what the max is on that, but it goes across all your characters. Um, so and they give all your, bigger they give you like passive stats. Yeah, yeah okay. you get like passive okay. stats the higher that is. So the higher your squad level is, the better off you are. So they really like have it designed so that they want you to play alts. Right, so you want to start with a good character and build them up, build the squad level up, and then switch to a different character. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed. I might have to re-roll my account. Actually. Why? Uh, well, I'm gonna. I gotta watch a video tonight and see if I messed up. Because like, there's certain things that you uh, only get like one shot at per account, and uh, oh. I may have like. I may have power leveled too fast and missed my opportunity to do important stuff. So I might have to reroll my account because I'm a perfectionist like that. But it's cool. <laughs> I've only been playing, what, three days? So, I mean, it's not like I'm loot. Yeah. 
the game's only been out three days so like you're not missing out if you want to hop in now you're still in the first week of gameplay uh yeah it's really fun you're not too far behind yet um but yeah i you have to let me know what that is because i feel like i go through these worlds pretty meticulously you know i I think well i gotta watch a video and see if i messed up or not but uh basically you want to do a bit of research like find a find a build or like find a guide for the character you're going to main because some of those uh some of those passive points that you get mm-hmm. uh you only get a finite amount and that's like your character's oh. build so like i don't know hmm. so it, okay. yeah so i got to see if can, i messed up my it? build or not cuz yeah. i don't know i wanted to go for a heavy cooldown reduction build but i may have missed some points somewhere but i'm not sure so i gotta double check but i'm like oh no it's like old school diablo you put a couple points in the wrong skill roll the new roll a whole new character oh yeah well yeah check it out guys and if you want to play with us let us know and we'll we'll give you our server but uh other than that that's all i have for for news and and things what if we talked about what if. Excellent. So, so episode five, guys, that was great. Wait, nope, that's wrong. Wrong reality. Sorry. Let's yeah. go back to episode three. I was like, where are we at? <laughs> no, episode three was uh, pretty awesome. What if the Earth lost its mightiest heroes? I think this and, one was my favorite one so far. Um, I liked I liked the next one. I liked the Doctor Strange one, but I think this one was the most intriguing because yeah, man, like and it was brutal. It was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Like it had a good mystery plot to it, and a, it was a nice Scooby Doo moment, you know, when they take the you figure out who the villain is and yeah, yeah, it was it, really well done. Yeah, I. Um, uh, who was your favorite uh, kill? Which Avenger did you Hulk. enjoy seeing die? Yeah. Hulk by far because, uh, man, like, and, and just a quick plot line through this episode, too. It's basically all the Avengers die. All the Avengers and the Avengers initiative get killed mysteriously and, um, and sometimes accidentally. And so, like, for instance, Hawkeye accidentally shoots Thor when he's going to pull the hammer. Instead of holding his arrow, he accidentally shoots him and, like, doesn't know why. And then, you know, Hawkeye ends up going to a prison cell and dying at random in his prison cell. Um, Hulk blows up, basically. He, like, explodes from the inside and, like... He bursts like a gusher. Yeah, it's like a balloon, basically. And then Black Widow, you know, fights an invisible person. Um, that after watching it again, it's kind of a dead giveaway of who it actually was. Um, but then who who else? Uh, Captain America was not brought back yet. So he was um, still yep. still would have been considered the first Avenger. But uh, yeah. everyone else basically got wrecked. And you come to find out it was Hank Pym that did and it. And it's weird because like as soon as they showed that that needle and she said it was like a projectile that came out and then as soon as hulk burst that 
that was my tip off right there. As soon as that happened, I was like, I know who it is. Yeah. I was a little bit wrong on which person was in the suit. Who did you think it was Scott Lang? I thought it might've been Scott Lang. Okay. Um, but at the same time, it didn't really make sense. Um, I, w- I was up in the air. I thought it might be Hank because Janet Van Dyne disappeared in the 60s or whenever that that warhead was going off. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been his reasoning. I called the reasoning wrong. <laughs> and, you know, that little unveil. But as soon as as soon as they started to explain a couple things, it was like instantly I knew exactly who it was. And <laughs> my uh, the Hulk exploding, I was like, dude, Ant-Man just buttholed him. Yeah. Um, you know, like everyone thought he was going to do to Thanos. Yep. Just oh, a little I variant. I, I I like that Marvel. That you know, kind of teased at that. They, they that was a clever kill. Yeah. Just expanding his heart until he bursts like that. Clever. Clever. Yeah. It was gruesome too for a kids show. This is a pretty gruesome episode. I feel like this was a pretty scary episode you know like all your favorite heroes just getting killed off a little bit yeah dude, was... the, the tony stark one like oh my gosh dude like in the normal version they pop up they just like randomly inject him out of nowhere and it's like oh that helps him out for a little while like that's nice of them but in this right. one she just like out of no like <laughs> you're just a casual observer just out of nowhere she like injects him and he keels over like oh my god it was so random like it was poor Tony though. Stark in this instance. Like he didn't do anything. Yeah. He's just some guy. Yeah. It was a it was a good portrayal though, or a good way of, of doing it. Um, well I wouldn't say he hasn't done anything because at this point we've had um we would have had Iron Man two. We would have had Thor one. Um technically we hadn't got Ant Man at this point. So mm-hmm. that pl- that's a whole different variant right there. But that was... we... go ahead. No, I was going to say that was kind of my issue with it. Like it wasn't even Hank that designed the yellow jacket suit. Like it was that other dude. So I'm that was like... a nod to the comics because Hank Pym was yellow jacket. For sure. For sure. But like. And. But I feel also, like these are more an adaptation of the MCU as reflected by the fact that they are using a lot of the same actors. So I feel mm-hmm. like these are supposed to be more closely tied to the movies versus the comics. And like, especially with this one, because they're clearly like tying it to the MCU movies. And in the MCU movies, like Hank Pym didn't even design the yellow jacket suit. He's like already off doing his own thing. And like this other guy designed it in reaction to something that he did. So I'm kind of like, it's kind of weird that it's the exact same design that the other dude came up with aesthetically, but like, it's not the same design though. If you look at it, this one is more akin to the comic book version. He only has the two, two pieces on the yellow jacket in the movie. He had like the full four arms. He doesn't have those until he starts fighting. They don't fold out. Hmm. He has okay. like the two little wing parts coming up, and that's it. Okay, I like how I they replaced. They, uh, the... I thought in the movie they came out as well. Like they expand all four as like the little claws sure or whatever. But 
pretty sure they did in the movie too. It was it was a pretty I think it was a pretty close um rendition of the movie suit. Yeah. But I liked how they replaced Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo in yeah. the original Hulk scenes. Yeah, with, for uh, sure. With uh Tyler, whatever her name is. Um Steven Tyler's daughter. God, what's her name? Liv. Liv Tyler, thank you. Um thought we wouldn't notice, eh? <laughs> yeah, we did. We caught that though. Um but I did I did it was a fun little touch, I guess, that you know, Edward Norton is definitely not part of this anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's um, completely get rid of his entire like existence yeah. now. It's hilarious. Yeah. I again I think this was probably my my favorite one so far of the entire series. And then the, the Doctor Strange one, the next one is probably my second favorite. Um, this one was... was... Sorry, Jesse but... says this show is more PG-13 than it is for kids. I agree mm. with that statement, but as a cartoon, most kids are going to be like, oh, a cartoon, let's watch that. It's got the Avengers in it. Yeah. And I think... And this... <laughs> I mean, Jesse and Roy, you guys are good parents, but you know, there's a lot of parents out there that wouldn't be watching this before they let their kids watch it. And I feel like, Oh yeah. Might be, might be a little right. rough for them. I, so I've got something pulled up on my screen real quick, just so we can talk about it. Okay, here we go. So here is the Ant-Man or, or the yellow jacket suit that Hank Pym is wearing. Look it's at his helmet. Ant jacket. Um, the ant jacket. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the this is his uniform right here, and then if we pop over, the mask is completely different, and he has a backpack with the arms. There is no shoulder lengths. That's this is where I was saying that it gets a little more in depth because if you look here, he has the shoulder things, but even this is a little less technologically advanced. Well, it was. So it looks okay. to me that it was the Ant-Man suit modified with yellow. Yes. And a couple well, extra um, you know, components to it. Whereas the yellow jacket suit was like the, the yellow jacket suit. Or, so yes. Okay. It, it, okay. I I see the difference. It now. was it was the All variant right. of the yellow jacket and the variant of the Ant-Man suit. Like if those exactly. two combined. So No, I I see the difference now. That was my complaint. I was like, okay, but he came up with the exact same suit. Like, okay, and, whatever. And yeah, I was I was wrong too. I, I thought it was fairly close. So. Right, right on, right on. Let the record be known. Let uh, the record show that Roy was right and Chip and Josh were wrong as per usual. Um, <laughs> except when it has to do with a Wonder Woman costume. That's when Josh <laughs> is right. Once again, use the code chip was wrong for 10% off your in-game purchases. Yep. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe we'll do a t-shirt special. We'll chip was wrong. MCM t-shirts for, <laughs> you know, if you put chip was wrong, you get 10% off a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I think I mean, that, that sounds pretty good. I'm going to make that, that by next week. It's going to happen. <laughs> LOL. Um, we're uh, we're kind of ignoring the giant Loki in the room, though, because... Well, Loki shows up in this episode too and yes, saves the day. Yes, he does. Question mark? He shows up for revenge, which I thought was really cool because he was there to avenge his brother. He didn't care about Thor. It was uh no. 
no, he didn't. But that was what he yeah. pretended to be there yep. for. It was just, uh... oh man, I can't think of uh, a ruse. Forgot of. Forgot the word I'm thinking. It was a ploy. No, it's like that form of activism where you're only doing it to be seen. I just can't think of the term. Hmm. Well, you think about that and we'll talk about it. So Loki shows up because Thor dies and uh, he's there, quote unquote, to avenge his brother's death and bring justice to the man that killed his brother. Um, But then come to find out it was... It was Hankatha all along, and uh, then Loki, you know, makes a truce with Nick Fury, but then decides to just enslave the <laughs> Earth instead. So he kind of got what he wanted. In he this alters universe. the agreement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I altered the deal. He pulled you a know, Vader. And you guys were saying that this is your your favorite like one of your favorite episodes so far. And mm. to me, so far, this one was the worst one, in my opinion. Mm. Um, That's okay. Your opinion's wrong, but you know, I, I will agree to disagree, but <laughs> I, there were so many things Black with this activism. issue that <laughs> ju- this episode threw me off so much. And it wasn't like, yes, <laughs> stacked of slack division. Um, it wasn't anything to do with the story it told. My immersion throughout the episode was broken because it seemed like this one had like the worst voice acting of the the episode so far. Hmm. Um, and also this one characters that were the original characters. That too. That too. The the voice changes threw me off. I mean, and some of them weren't even close to, the, you know, what the actors sounded like. It doesn't bother me that they swapped actors. It's just, for some reason, there were points that the words didn't line up to their mouths. Like it was badly dubbed. And maybe I'm just a stickler for that. So... Yeah, Jesse says the Scarlett Johansson girl did a really good job, and I, I agree with that. Yeah. I oh. even like the Tony Stark. I think he I, does okay. Yeah, I think the Tony Stark actor does a fine job. I don't really I don't really hear the difference. Roy's just, does Roy's a pretty just good impersonation. That all of his heroes died. That's all it is. He's just no, I could, He's just could really died. care less. They're not the best yeah. Avengers anyways. So, mm-hmm. um, Performative activism. That's the uh, that's the term. So like that's what Loki was doing. He was he was just coming to Earth to like get revenge in order to make all the uh, Asgardians think that he was like a better king. Like, oh yeah, he went out and avenged Thor, the guy we actually like. So I guess we'll tolerate him. Yeah, so he knew what he was doing. He was playing his cards. Yeah. All in all, I think it was a good episode. I would give it a probably a nine out of ten. Um. But that's that's about that's about what I would do. Um, I would agree. I'll give that episode that we're missing, besides you guys rating it. Mm. I mean, I'll give it a nine out of ten as well. Uh, the only other thing would be, um, it does kind of tie into my. 
Well, yeah, it does kind of tie into my theory that we're like going to see all these stories connect. Because uh, at the end, Fury wipes off the shield and has Captain Marvel behind him. And mm-hmm. like, in theory, he's going to thaw Captain America and have two pieces of his multi-dimensional Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have two things about that. Uh, Chip, you said nine out of 10. Roy, what's your rating? I was going to give this one, honestly, a seven. And I just want to be real cool, real clear for Jesse real quick. None of the performances were bad. It was the dubbing and editing that threw me off because some of the voices to me did not match the expressions upon faces. And that's just me being a stickler for animation. Um, I love anime, animated movies, that kind of stuff. I mean, Treasure Planet, all if it's animated, I'll watch it. It's just there. I expect better, higher quality from Disney. Okay. Okay. Jesse says he's noticed that once or twice in every episode. And I agree. The Ruffalo was great. (laughs) So before we get into the next episode, um, I got, I got to ask, can you guys clarify your bet that you made on the last episode, please? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ultron vision is going to be the big bad overarching for the entire series. And I, I thought it was going to be uh Dr. Strange. You the, thought it uh, was, you know, what? does that well, mean you've changed I'm your mind? You, no, not at all. I still think it is. I'm just saying past tense. Cause the bet was made in the past. So, uh, my theory was, and is that Dr. Steven strange is the big bad. What if I have uh, picture evidence? We're not going to get there quite yet. I just wanted to know the stipulations of this bet before we started talking about this episode because I feel like this episode has now solidified the winner of this bet. Um, So, Chip, why don't you you... tell us about this episode? (laughs) This episode? What if? Oh, did you have one more thing, Roy? Sorry. I just wanted to say real quick, if you want to know what the picture evidence is stay till the end of the episode i'm curious what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands and the episode begins with the big change being that his love interest christine played by leslie bibb who comes back to play uh christine again which is cool with rachel mcadams no leslie bibb Leslie Bibb. Um, she comes back to play Christine and she, uh, this time she decides to join Dr. Strange at his award ceremony instead of staying behind, which is what she does in the Canon universe. Uh, and it has mad repercussions. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this, again, this was another one of my, this is probably second favorite. Um, it was a, another brutal episode i feel like but also this, a lot of fun this, this one, one we rugged. i i agree also, this was a more brutal a episode um let me just clarify with you chip and just to prove you wrong again 
Um, Rachel McAdams played Christine Palmer. Leslie Bibb plays Christine Everhart. Christine Everhart oh. is the news anchor that interviews You're right. Dr. Strange. Or my Leslie. mistake, my mistake. But yep, my mistake. Uh, but That's yes, Les- Leslie Bibb does come back. She's uh, She is there as the newscaster when she reports at yes. one point that Correct. the other Christine died. My mistake. You're right. You're good. I was wrong. <laughs> it, and it, in the credits, it actually says Leslie Bibb and Rachel McAdams plays Christine. It just says Christine, I think. There's no like last name or anything. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw that off, but I just had to I had to rub be, it in. Be completely sure. Um, but everyone basically That's comes good. back. Benedict Cucumberbatch, <laughs> Benedict Wong, Tilda Swinton, um, and then yeah, Rachel McAdams and Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb is also in the in the movies. She plays that same character in the movies. Yeah, yeah. I was just off on which Christine I was talking about. My mistake. <laughs> yeah, she's the um, she's from, in the original Iron Man. She's the one that uh, does the full spread on Tony Stark for was it Vogue Vanity Fair Vanity Fair? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so she decides to actually join him on his award ceremony and uh, they hop in his ride and things transpire as they did before. He crashes his car. Only this time, Christine gets murked off. Uh, and that sets him down like a two year spiral of depression, learning the mystic arts and making deals with Dormammu and all that jazz. Um, this episode sent me on an afternoon spiral of Doctor Strange and Loki. Um, right after I watched this episode, I went and watched Doctor Strange the movie. And um, it was kind of cool to see the similarities between um, the movie and this cartoon and how uh, Christine had said some of the same things. Like she had said in the movie, I'm not going to go with you to another speaking event. And then in this cartoon, that's where they were headed was to a speaking event. They were going to a, a Doctor Strange, like, uh, whatever, PowerPoint or something like that. But, um, yeah, and instead of instead of Doctor Strange being distracted by his assistant while he was driving, he was distracted by Christine while he was driving and um, ended up, you know, it was almost a shot-for-shot wreck. Like, if you watch the movie and the what if... Mm-hmm. The, the wreck when the car goes over the cliff is pretty much shot for shot, just animated. Yeah. They land, um, they land pretty much identically. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. They they took a lot of stuff out of those those movies and like or out of the movie and threw it into the what if because um, it although it's in a different timeline or a variant universe or whatever, it still has similarities. That's the that's the genius of this show. Like these guys are looking at everything. Like they're going back and making sure that they're interwoven with the movies just as much as it's its own story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was pretty cool. I. Uh, I like that. Um, and I. I liked the twist of this one too. Each of these episodes has some sort of twist. And, you know, this one. The first one was Captain um, or Steve Rogers as the first Iron Man. Yeah. Um, the, I, I don't remember the second one as much. What was the second one? T'Challa, 
Starlord. Yeah. yeah, it was Starlord, and Starlord was a good guy. That was kind of, and Thanos ended up joining the Ravagers or whatever. That was kind of the twist there. You know, um, Ant Man killing everyone is kind of a twist. Mm. And and now this, where Doctor Strange gets basically split into two Doctor Stranges. Um, which I have a question about that too. Could could you explain? I don't know either one of you. When he does, when when the ancient one splits him into two different stranges, does does that mean she splits two different timelines, or is it just two of you know it's the good side and the bad side in the same universe? So real quick, the the surgery that Doctor Strange is known for, um, I don't. I can't pronounce the actual kind of surgery, but basically it's separating the two hemispheres of a brain. Um, so it's, it's an incredibly dangerous procedure. And I feel like that's kind of what uh, Tilda Swanson, I believe is her name. The ancient one mm-hmm. did to him mm-hmm. uh, in that moment. She pretty much severed, the two portions, you know, his desire for, uh, or his grief and his, you know, logical side. Right. Um, I thought that was a good point. She said that she was allowing two timelines. Okay. And Jesse just, you know, texted exactly what I was saying there. Uh, she's allowing two timelines to exist in the same universe which is why I brought up the the splitting of the brain like he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good touch. Um, and then and then it it all comes. I mean, it comes back around to the um, the absolute, which I really, really, I really like that they threw that in there because I feel like absolute points in time is gonna be a big deal moving forward in in the MCU. They're mm-hmm. gonna really emphasize these um, absolutes and how, you know, when when Christine dies in the car accident, that is an absolute point in time, and you cannot change that no matter what, unless you want the universe to disappear or or be destroyed. I feel like the Thanos snap that's got to be an absolute, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it has to be. I don't know because the weird thing is yes. that like, but those absolute points don't go across multiverses that's just for you sure yes i am sure i'll right. like uh, oh yeah what about, and i'll explain what about why versus when you see the spider webs cross each other wouldn't those be considered absolute points whenever those Not, two two timelines are crossing over each other maybe for like two different universes might touch on mm-hmm. the same absolute point at some point but an mm-hmm. absolute point is not the same like like an absolute point does not go across different timelines and multi or across different multiverses because her death being an absolute point that didn't happen in our Canon MCU. That was the change for this. What if universe? So that's what created this. What if universe? And then that's like an absolute point in this universe. So maybe the moment that changes it from our universe is the absolute point that can't be changed going forward. Um, or maybe that just happened to be the one in this episode, but uh, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Like she decided to get in the car 
instead of staying behind, then she dies. That's the absolute point for this universe where she got in the car. In our universe where she stayed behind, she didn't die. So her death can't be an absolute point. Him messing up his hands is what made him do all of the nonsense in our universe. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So I shared a picture. I'm going to kind of explain because it goes back to Loki. With the large center line being the, the guided timeline. The branches coming off, notice how they are large branches and they will eventually break into littler ones. Mm -hmm. I believe the fixed points that, uh, like her death, is that large branch. Mm. It is okay. the beginning of that big timeline, that big mm. multiverse that just branched off. So if he goes back and he clips that timeline, like the, the, time patrol was going back and cutting severing the branches right there they are cutting at the fixed points they are okay. erasing that new okay. multiverse at its base yeah, i believe from that right is... there at the fixed point and then the entire universe is non-existent at that point so that's that's yep. how they were trimming the universes yeah. Yep. I think that is exactly what they are trying to allude to with Christine being a fixed point is she is the branch. So she all these the other branches point. that are coming up, that is so technically the fixed point for episode one would be Peggy Carter deciding to stay in the room and becoming the new captain. Uh, point two would be the Ravagers messing up and abducting T'Challa. Mm -hmm. Three would be the first death with Tony Stark. Or technically the first death with Hope Van Dyne. Yeah, because she uh, her death wasn't in okay, our so canonical that, universe. Yeah. They're going to need to make like a, a picture, some sort of graph for all of these things you know like at the end of this put put the the straight line of where all these branches are coming from they like probably have like one or something you know they they probably, they probably have, have like a, a 3d model graphed out in a computer somewhere just branches <laughs> going all awesome. over That'd be awesome. yeah. rotate around <clears throat> yeah i uh I, I feel like this episode definitely had the most um implications for future marvel projects though i mean again mm -hmm. with the with the absolute points um, mm -hmm. With the splitting of the two personalities, um, with the uh, being allowing two timelines in the same universe, like there's, I feel like that's gonna have, we're gonna come back to this at some point in time, and you know when we're watching Spider-Man and be like, oh my god, that wasn't Doctor Strange, that was his fucking alternate personality or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I thought. Thought it was really, uh, it was really rugged. Like it was a pretty emotional episode. Like all the, all the failed attempts going back, and uh, then he realizes that he has to acquire more power in order to actually like alter mm -hmm. the time. So he seeks out the uh, library of Cagliostro, who is uh, just a dude. He's got a bunch of books. He's got a big old library. Actually, we actually uh... meet him. He's so Cagliostro is, if I remember this correctly, he is um, from 
old times, like old English times, and he was a fraud that said he used, he like pretended to use magic to work his way up in ranks, like in real life. And then Marvel had based their time traveling character off of that guy hmm. um, as, as he used magic to travel through time and stuff. I like believe he was also, I believe he was actually a villain in the comics to Doctor I think Strange. So. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, uh, I, he was mentioned did, in the first movie. I did little, little research. On mm. it, so. Um, oh, what was it? I just had something on the tip of my tongue about this. So do, we have Dr. Strange and we have Dr. Strange Supreme. I don't want to say that full name, so I'm just going to call him Dr. Edgy Boy. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Edge Lord. By the, by the end of this, by the end of this series, he, he starts wearing that eyeliner. You can totally see it on him. So, um, but he's trying to cut himself cause he loves her. My immediate thoughts once he started going back uh, went to a movie called Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've Good ever flick. seen that. Or Ray ba- Bradbury used to do short stories, and he had one where a guy went back in time to hunt dinosaurs, and they tell him if you... If you step on a butterfly. If you step on a butterfly, it'll have ramifications think, in the future. I think it's called uh, the, the Sound of Safari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only reason he was able to go back and hunt in that is because he was killing off a dinosaur that would die at a specific point. Hmm. That's why it wouldn't have affected. No. Okay. So with this, we get, yeah, we get him going back. We see the variants in the deaths with um the hotel fire um we see the difference in car crashes mm-hmm. um it, it's it's heartbreaking it is and uh i like that there's a lot of times in the show that they focus on doctor strange's hands to say hey see this was this is the difference mm-hmm. so i it was it was a good episode there, there was a lot to unpack here. I mean, the dragons, uh, we saw the tentacle monster, and I can't think of his name right now, but he's a Marvel. I want to say it's Shuma Gorath. That, I think you're right on that. Uh, he is a extra planar being. We also see Doctor Strange's magic change. Um, it stops going from the gold oh, yeah. to more of a red tinge. And then by the end, it's red with purple outline. And we know from the Disney Plus series, uh, WandaVision, and the original Doctor Strange movie, we now know three different types of magic. The gold magic, which is, for the most part, the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have, or orange, I guess, would be a better color for it because it more resembles orange. Yeah. We then have red magic, which we know is chaos. And we have purple, which we know is from the, what do they call it? The dark dimension in this? The dark mold. Yeah. So by the end of the series. In the MCU too. Yeah. By the end of this episode with him, we see that he has all three colorations to his magic that he's using. So I think that's why they decided to call him 
supreme is because he's tapping into every form of magic that we've seen so far. I thought he kind of looked like Nightmare at the end. Was that not uh, an allude an allude to Nightmare? Like when he had all the different tentacles sticking out and the faces and stuff. Like, <laughs> am I am I wrong there in thinking oh, that? Sure. Like, because oh. Nightmare was a pretty crazy villain for Doctor Strange, as far as I know. Yeah, I guess I could be completely wrong, but. So can I? Uh... Can I say something real quick? Yes. Uh, on my screen, that Spider-Man No Way Home JB Smooth thing, uh-huh. the website's been taken down. <laughs> I hope this video doesn't get taken down. Shit. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Whoopsie. Hey, no if you're watching this live, this is probably the only time you're going <laughs> to see it. We'll edit it out. We'll edit it out. Damn. Chip, you better get this done tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness that's hilarious though um that is funny pretty real then that's... yeah i have tried refreshing this page three times and it will not refresh it says oh snap something went wrong Whoops. okay well be on the lookout that for that boys <laughs> yeah yeah so i thought oh, man i really liked the uh the montage when he uh started absorbing all sorts of critters um, eating creatures yeah he's like i draw the line at bugs different <laughs> yeah, but he'll cloak. steal the cloak yeah 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 which was pretty cool. awesome uh that dude obang the guy that like showed him around that is actually cagliostro himself oh yeah, yeah. is that actually like, him or is yeah. or is he just using the name in, uh, the, his... in the comics obang is like Obang yeah. is in the comics and Obang is Cagliostro. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I didn't know. And by so the I end, mean... so, and he apparently like stayed alive for centuries by drinking vampire blood or whatever. Um, and in this, at the very end, when Doctor, when the evil Doctor Strange shows up with all the powers, he's like, you were away for centuries. And, you know, that's why I'm this old and dying. And so, that dude definitely would have been what's Cag- Caglioso. I just want to keep calling him Kegel. Kegel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I that that was an interesting thing too. He was so he was away for centuries, but the other Doctor Strange wasn't. So he like just I guess he went back in time. That makes sense. So um, I liked the uh, the universe disappearing. I thought that was a really cool, um, you know, after the after the epic strange fight, which was badass. Like after that whole fight, you start seeing the just darkness close in around Evil Strange, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Um, but yeah, Chip, you said that you watched that fight like at half the speed or something. Yeah. What, what did you see with that? Well, because it was just. Like that fight went so quickly as far as like the effects that were going on. There was a lot happening, like just really fast. All the beams firing at each other, wrapping around each other. Uh, it was just, it was just really cool. It was like really intricately done. Like the the artists on the episode deserve mad kudos. They uh, they really went above and beyond. It was yeah. fantastic really stellar fight scene 
What I'd say it's probably the best one so far, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I did like the top notch. I did like the throw. Technically, it's not a throwback because we haven't gotten end game yet in this. But he uses a lot of the stuff that he used on Thanos, uh, the tendrils, the tie him down, the the like. Would it be a lightning beam that bounces? Oh, kind yeah. of. Yeah, that's right. Um, there, there was a little bit of everything that he used against each other, and um, at one point we got christine you know the illusion of christine telling him telling strange that she loved him and all that kind of stuff and it looked like the mirror was cracking i don't know if you caught that it was a little weird like it was dark dimension magic Uh like uh kind of like when you see dormammu and it looks like folding mirrors yeah like the yeah the the beard dimension i guess it's the yeah and it allowed uh Dr. Edgy Boy to kind of sneak up in Strange's shadow and jump up and grab him and pull him in. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a really good part of the thing. And then the what else was there? The the heart wrenching end when he finally consumes Strange. Yeah. yeah. Finally that was... consumes Strange and saves Christine. That was quite the twist, too. Yeah. Only um, to you know watch her die again as the world is enveloped. Yeah, I and he had, for this to happen. And it's yeah. funny because it's uh, oh, that's what it is. The whole uh, Doctor Edgy Boy is his arrogance, and Strange is his hum humble nature. Gotcha. The willingness to let it go, and it's it's nice that. Doctor Edgy Boy. By the end of the the end of the um, episode, shows that humility. Like I was wrong. I now have to watch you die again, and this time I cannot stop it because there is no power. Because I just destroyed everything. Right. Um, this is the first episode too, where the Watcher actually says, "I could intervene, but I don't want to risk." other universes just because of this jackass basically <laughs> oh Bro- and he actually talked to him the he first did. time he talked and strange is like hello who's there after absorbing stuff already i was like bruh he is dead ass gonna kill the watcher right now like i told <laughs> he was about to kill the watcher but uh not yet you really thought this early in this series that he would kill the watcher the watcher's like the whole reason this thing's around right well, I mean, yeah. the big bad's got to be big and bad, right? Uh, we are going to get the Watcher intervening at some point, I believe. Yeah, I, I think so. It's it's like a trope. He always intervenes. Yeah. In like, he never intervenes, he but he always intervenes. Like, he's like, he's not supposed to, but he always does for whatever reason. He likes. I feel like humans. when he does, he always dies or something too, or gets something horrendous because, like, at some point, his eyes get ripped out of his head in the comics too. Oh yeah, they murk it. Yeah. Like, well, I don't want. I don't necessarily want to spoil that one. That was that was a big mystery that they had going on for a minute. Was who killed the Watcher? Um, mm. It was oh, yeah. pretty awesome <laughs> when they tell you why he died. Uh, it's pretty slick. That's like that's the series where at the end of it, uh, Thor becomes unworthy. 
Like, it's really cool. Nick Fury whispers something in his ear, and like Thor learning that new information makes him unworthy. And it's just like, what the hell did he tell him? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was a good episode. I I was this episode for me was better than three, and I probably would have put this one on par with the second episode. The the voice acting in this one was definitely better than the third one for me. Like and I keep saying voice acting, the dubbing, the alignment and uh matching of the animation. I wonder if yeah, that's one better. of the. Uh, I wonder if that's a something that happened because of COVID. Didn't have enough time, you know. Had to could be speed up the process or something. I, I was like, I don't know. I I was getting pretty tired of hearing him like half cry the name Christine, Christine <laughs> over and over again. Just like, God, man, Christine. Oh, that's funny. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find uh, what the next episode is. Do we know yet? I'm I'm not aware yet. I think it's going to be the zombie one. Um, uh, Got to be coming up soon, right? Looks um, like episode 1.5. What if Thor was banished to Earth but was still worthy of his mantle? Cool. That's an interesting, interesting one for sure. Um, I do actually have a promo for that that we will play hmm. at the end of the episode oh that's cool i don't know if it's a real promo but it seemed pretty real <laughs> so right on. so yeah uh, we'll i really enjoyed this episode as well um i'm gonna give it a nine also um same as last episode they're mm-hmm. both really strong like really good and i'm gonna i'm gonna give that same rating a nine we're just gonna do nines nines across the board i think uh, yeah I'll, I'll give it a nine it 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 definitely struck some high points for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys had a... The last two were great. Did either yeah. one of you write down a quote from either episode? I did not. Um, I did not. I should have. I got so excited after watching this episode that I went and watched Doctor Strange, and then I watched five out of the six uh, episodes of Loki. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I don't... I didn't have a specific quote either. I don't think I did have one. Oh, it, I was, it, it was from episode three and it's because it was the only line that actually made me chuckle during the entire thing. And it came from Phil Coulson. I, that was the one I was about to mention. <laughs> actually, that was the only one I could think of that specifically, but yeah, go ahead. Yes. He goes, he's got really great hair. Excuse me? He says no, it's accurate it's an accurate description, sir. He's gorgeous. I was happy to see him reprise his role as Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um did he, that was he didn't great. die in that one, did he? No, because he never he ne- he yeah. was never the that's the right. well, so, the fixed point that creates the Avengers cooperative <laughs> team. So he could be kind of the uh, he could be like the Hawkeye of that Avengers, the human. He could aspect, you know. I don't know how good of a shot he is or anything, but 
That would make sense. I mean, I didn't watch Agents of Shield, but apparently he's kind of a badass. He was pretty cool in that. Yeah. Especially when he pretty much got Captain America's shield. Oh, yeah. He got a, in the series, he did end up with a robotic arm that had a physical projective shield. Like how some of the future captains get. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So it, it was pretty cool to see that and a good nod to his fanship of Steve Rogers, which actually was pointed at too with his password that he gave this Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. I love Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. I love Steve. <laughs> hashtag, yeah. Steve, yeah. I love, I love Steve. Or hashtag Steve, Steve, Steve. I love Steve. Yeah. So and then funny. I think it was the date. There was a date on it too, but yeah, overall, the, these two episodes really good. Yeah, um, and Agents of Shield was I really enjoyed it. Uh, the last I think the last two seasons were kind of freaking lame. But the first for the most season part, was hard to watch. It, yeah, because everyone was getting used to their roles. Like Coulson was great in the first season, mm-hmm. um, but all the other actors were just kind of new. You know, it seemed like and mm. yeah. Getting the, getting their, I don't know, their bearings or whatever. Uh, oh, the date was 0704, Independence Day. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Ha, yeah, funny. Captain America. Of course. Thanks to the um, chat for that. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so, Chip, with uh, Dr. Edgy Boy ending the world, you still believe that he's going to be the big bad villain of the season? I do. Um, as the episode ended, we never actually see him get obliterated. Um, his little pocket universe stays intact. It's like just a tiny little crystalline shell. Uh, so I mean, theoretically he could find his way out. So I'm going to share a, an image of the person I think is our big bad and that's ultron vision right there now for the the photo evidence that i don't believe dr edgy boy to be the big bad i believe it's because him and t'challa are fighting ultron bots together if you slow one of the commercials down you get that it's actually the preview that i'm about to play It does look like the more spiky uh, cape that he wears. Well, look at his eyes. And he has, he's got the look, eye look at his magic. Yeah. Yeah. He's got magic the red cool. and the purple. Yeah. And he's got the eyeliner. And that's obviously T'Challa as um, Star-Lord. Yep. And another image from it was Peggy Carter, part of yep. your multiversal Avengers, yeah. fighting the same Ultron bots. Yeah. I think you might be wearing a Superman costume. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But (laughs) we still have plenty of episodes to go and more time for me to prove you wrong. I mean, like, like that is pretty, uh, that is pretty compelling evidence. So, I mean, but we'll see what happens. I got the go ahead to not be a part of this bet. So, um, I'm just going to stand back and watch like Chip did with Roy and I. And the next bet, <laughs> next bet will most likely be me and Chip 
arguing about some Spider-Man crap or something like that because uh, I have a feeling there's going to be some some big spoilers coming down the road. Yeah. Big bets. And don't Though, forget, Chip is wrong for 10% off a t-shirt. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think this next Spider-Man movie is going to end with uh, Doc Ock switching brains with uh, Tom Holland and we're going to get a nice little superior Spider-Man movie. That would be a that I would like to see that. That would be pretty cool. That would be incredible. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but oh man, that would be so no. dope. Yeah, and no Jesse does have a point. Her emotional materials cannot be considered conclusive. Yeah. It's pretty easy to like spike up his cape and add some eyeshadow to a well, commercial. I don't think they did that. I think originally <laughs> like, the the bet was also that there is a big bad for this entire overarching series. Yes. That, the, that Chip thinks Doctor Strange is the overarching big bad. Roy thinks Vision Ultron is the overarching big bad. So if there's an episode where Vision Ultron is the big bad and they fight him, but it's but then it just moves on to another episode, I would say that Roy would be wrong. I True. If, I if, would if Vision still Ultron actually is just in an episode and not in multiple episodes, I would say that Roy is probably wrong. I would actually still uh, concede the bet if that is the case, because uh, I think we kind of worded it that like that's going to be the reason for the multiversal Avengers to come together. So even if they only come together for that one episode, like he would be the reason. So I suppose if that's the case, I would still concede the bet. And right. technically, by Chip's point here, Doctor Strange did just end the world. So, you know, technically, he was the big bad. Because nobody else stepped up to fight him, is the thing, though. <laughs> Only Strange fought him. Um, so, the, the thing is, the Watcher can still watch him, though, and the Watcher can still pull him out of that universe and put him somewhere else. Do That's you truly true. wish for redemption, Stephen? Right. Let's see. There you go. And then, I don't know. I. It's gonna be interesting. I'm. I'm excited to see how this plays out. Excited yeah. to see one of you cuties in a cute costume. Again, maybe. <laughs> I swear, if, I, I, if I have to dress up two bets in a row, I'm glad I'm out the third one. My dude, I am gonna wear the tightest blue T-shirt and like the cheapest little pit on S and so much hair gel to just Dean Kane this piece. Just, just, just make absolutely. a nice circle in the front. Oh yeah, just Dean Kane the. Oh, it's gonna be glorious. And Jesse, just to recap for you, uh, I believe next episode is what if Thor wasn't unworthy when he got to Midgard. Is it yeah, I, I just looked that up, and uh, according to IMDb, um, the next episode is what if Thor was banished to Earth but still worthy of his mantle. Hmm. And we do know that Thor is part of those multiversal um, Avengers because of the commercials. The four in the pic picture yeah. was Star-Lord, Gamora, um, Killmonger, and Thor. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Thor. this episode might not be. Might not be. We'll see. Greatest. We'll see what kind of implications we'll it has. Because it's. Because if this is a you know if this isn't just an episodic show and there's some overarching plot, 
then it's usually by episode five or six that you start really getting into that. Mm. What would be different if he was worthy when he got to Earth? Like he would just beat everybody up. He picked up the hammer by the end of the first Thor movie. Like he like, like, I don't know. Yeah, but he also like was restrained by normal ass human doctors without his hammer in the hospital in that first movie. And he had to go learn how to be human with Jane. And like he's just gonna be he's just gonna be coming down with his hammer and just throwing empty cups on the ground. Another all over the place. And it could be weird, it could be interesting. But it's weird. When he falls, uh, when he falls, he ends up breaking through the roof of a frat house. Oh, that'd be. Awesome. He's gonna like <laughs> when he came to work. When he came to Earth, unworthy. As like that's when he got the character development that like turned him into a worthwhile person. So like him coming to Earth, worthy, quote unquote, is gonna mean that he's just a douchebag. And he's I feel like by the end that. of the episode, yeah, by the end of the episode, he's gonna become unworthy. Uh, and, and then maybe Jane the Foster becomes worthy. That is maybe. actually a really good point because uh, that picture of Thor with the other three, he's not. Hold- it doesn't look like he's holding Mjolnir, but like a a sledgehammer. Mm. And he's still as Guardian. So, so he's still like superhuman or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But- for sure. Well, do we want to cover hmm. anything else from this? Do we have any other notes to to cover from these two episodes? Or I think we uh, I no, think we I don't. Pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Every fun episode. Shang Chi. I was gonna say yeah. ne- next week will be Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it'll be just a special Shang Chi episode, and then the week after yep. that'll be another two for what if. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll have the Thor what if, and then uh, whatever's after gosh, that. Maybe the zombie one after that. Who knows? We'll yeah. see what happens. But yeah, I got to. I got this one last little trailer to play when we uh, when we sign out. So, Chip, why don't you why don't you take us out of this thing? Hey man, it was uh, it was a fun episode. Uh, thanks again for joining us for Marvel Canon Madness. Roy and Josh both say bye. I say bye. We'll see you next week. Uh, later, you marvelous monsters. Yes. Sure. Thank you, Jesse, Angie, Jazz, and uh, who else was in that chat? I think there was someone else in there. I don't know. Mm, nope. Jesse, Angie, Jazz, thank you for joining us in the chat. And if you would like to be part of the chat, join us on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock for Marvel Cannon Madness. Yes, we have been that show. Roy, what else you got? 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Mountain Time. Yes, thank you. Uh, other than that, no, thank you, everyone. We appreciate yeah. everyone stopping by. Yeah, yeah, enjoy this what if trailer. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod. 
and on Instagram at Marvel Cannon Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA Games or youtube.com slash twistmyarmpodcast. Marvel Cannon Madness is a Twist My Arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.